Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. I see. So you're assuming that because the behavior continues in the person, it means they weren't held accountable? I am making that assumption, yeah. It's also possible that they're held firmly accountable and then just don't change. That's very possible, which means they need to leave. Greetings, Joseph Shapiro here. Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This week, we talk about one of my favorite subjects, listening. So much is possible for those committed to developing this skill, and it's not hard to do. What if 10 times more information were available to you than you realized in any moment? How can a manager hear between the lines of what people say to extrapolate how they're operating and the people below them? It's a skill that takes time to learn, and it starts with some basic principles that you can implement right away. Today, another segment from a recent leader webcast where we discuss some of the principles of extreme listening and how you can use it to gain x-ray vision. Thanks for listening. Let's jump in. It makes me think of the, uh, the scene in The Matrix when uh, Neo is getting <coughs> trained on, uh, on uh, how agents can be anywhere. And uh, he gets distracted by the woman with the with the red dress, and then mm-hmm. suddenly there's an the program freezes and there's an agent with a gun to his head, and that's the lesson of like any person at any time can can anywhere in the world can turn into an agent. That's how I look at reality. At any moment, come on, you guys have all had the experience that someone you've known for a really long time turns on you and become someone you never saw before. Has anyone not experienced that? That can happen at any moment, anytime, anywhere. And the only reason you're not paying attention to that probability is because of your beliefs. Because for some part of you, it's too crazy to operate in that level of unknown. But that level of unknown is real. We just assume the sun's going to come up every day. There's no guarantee of that. A few weeks ago, I woke up at five in the morning and my it sounded like a bulldozer was, was knocking my house down because there was an earthquake going on. And there was a moment where I was like, but maybe this is it. Maybe I'm about to die. That's true in every moment of every day. You could have a heart attack. Lightning could strike you. A shark could eat you when you're swimming in the ocean. A car could hit you. Someone could pull out a gun and shoot you. This stuff happens everywhere, every day. About 15, 20 people a year die in Hawaii from shark attacks. A grizzly bear could go into a school and, you know... There you go. It happens all the time. So, so there's, a, there's a reason we go asleep to this stuff. It's because it's not really... You know, we're practical beings as adults. And we can't be thinking about this kind of stuff all the time. But we can't go asleep to it either. And so a manager is constantly watching their people and asking themselves, what's really true? What is this person telling me about what's true? And so you turn that on and off. Obviously, you know, when you're sitting down, you know, with a glass of wine watching a movie at night, you're not thinking about like there could be an earthquake at any moment. Right? That doesn't help you. But when I listen to you guys, 
I'm in my highest attentive state. I can do that about four to six hours every day. And I'm on my most on state. And that's what gives me the ability to hear one way Tiffany says the word belief and extrapolate a volume of data from it. And this is what you can do with your people. And it means opening yourself up to be a kind of a raw antenna where everything means something and you don't know anything. That's listening. Everything means something and you don't know anything. And anything could happen in any moment. If that ought to make you a little afraid, because it's not a comfortable place to live, but that's the place where you get the most data. Because employees are constantly telling you about themselves, constantly. What they can do, what they can't do, what they want to do, what they don't want to do. Real listening is a spiritual practice because it's about relating to life from a place of not knowing. Because only from a total not knowing place can you receive everything. And that's an asymptote. You can't, you can't do it completely. Maybe you can. I don't know. You, you work toward it more and more. What do you think about all this? I, th- I think it's, it's, it's a tough one. It's, it's hard to translate that. I, I'm thinking of a few different situations where, that, where I get that get an indication with information that something's not quite the way that I thought it was and then what to do about that. And it's, it's an interesting situation to be if there's a layer or two between myself and the person's, you know, they're not my direct report. And I, I, find, I find myself conflicted with how to approach that. It just it it gets diluted as it goes through the chain of hierarchy, and it's and it's a it's a challenge for me to get that. Give an so example. Um, I'll use a very recent one. I had I saw one a new hire, fairly new, like four weeks in. Um, kind of be kind of snarky with a customer this morning, and I just turned. I would I just like I mean every single hair on the back of my neck went up, and I was like I wanted to go over and just wring her neck. I didn't. But I was so I had to translate that to the person who reports she reports to, and I'm just kind of overlaying this the belief. I'm just yeah. So and and in the in the process, then I had to kind of let it go, and that's the part where I'm like to me, I I think I saw something that really needs to get addressed, and I'm just I'm still have anxiety about the fact that I don't think it's going to get addressed that in the way it needs to get addressed because of the intensity level for myself was not. I don't think the person's going to take to it the way that I did. I'm because? just I'm, because I don't. I don't think I asked for that to be to happen. You didn't ask the manager to hold her accountable. Yeah, I did, but I do, I don't know that that's gonna. I don't have evidence that that when I do that 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 happens with this person, and that's the. Yeah, I think that's where the the belief. I'm I'm kind of unraveling a lot of observations with this conversation. Clearly, so. So it's you're saying it's been your experience in the past that when you do that, what happens? It's been my experience that it gets addressed much more mute in a much more muted way, if at all, uh-huh. than I think is warranted get in the situation. And how do you know that you're not there in those conversations? So how do you know it happens in that muted? It continue way? the behavior continues by the by the other person, you know. I see. So you're assuming that because the behavior continues in the person, it means they weren't held accountable? 
I am making that assumption, yeah. It's also possible that they're held firmly accountable and then just don't change. That's very possible, which means they need to leave. (laughs) Which means you're believing in that employee and they don't deserve that belief. Yeah. Voila. The high, it's just the, the hiring climate is bad enough without this belief, this new, new set of parameters, Joseph. You mean because I'm narrowing your net? <laughs> no, it's no, I that is well, it seems like it's not even narrowing of the net, it's the narrowing of the window that they have when you yeah. get them in the net. Like, yeah, I know I've done that. I look back at you know the base examples, my belief in them trumped everything mm-hmm. the evidence, my experience their experience, other people telling me like that, that uh, trumped everything. And I didn't, I didn't do the things we needed to do because my, I think of these Byron Katie questions and I think, what did I get out of that belief? Like I didn't have to do the hard things. And what did I get out of not doing the hard things? I could always have a crutch on why this business isn't 10 times the size it is. And I get sympathy from that. So yeah, I don't know. I can see where it's it's what I, I'm doing is purposely closing, shortening the window, and and focusing on because Tiffany, like you know, we said in our our private Slack, like we're a lot alike, and that that's true. I I, I will ride that belief well beyond where I should, and where the evidence. And I I like that, Joseph. What you said is that belief is a path to experience. And then you have to go on the experience and, and yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the rigor of the scientific method. A lot of people don't know this part about it. The, what you're supposed to do as a scientist when you have a hypothesis is you're supposed to try to prove it wrong, not try to prove it right. That's yeah. rigorous science. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.